You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. So today on Her Leadership Coach, we are joined by a guest, which is so exciting. Um, So welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me and being the first guest on Her Leadership Coach. I'm really excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks, Rochelle. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, So let's just kick off. The first question, really, I'm just going to give you a softball one. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So I am currently a director within the Queensland government uh, and I'm working on, well, I'm focused at the moment on building the digital capability of Queenslanders. Um, So as part of that, we have an initiative called the Digital Professional Workforce Action Plan, uh, where we are charged with creating a pipeline of 10,000 additional digital professionals by 2024. So it's a, obviously a, a lofty goal <laughs> that we're embarking on. Is that um, yes. 10,000 digital professionals across Queensland or across Queensland government? across Queensland, including but not limited to the Queensland yeah. government. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So, and and what's really nice is as part of that, our big focus is around, I guess, targeting awareness and training initiatives to what we're labelling our underrepresented cohorts. Awesome. So those cohorts that typically aren't working in digital industries. So you might think of First Nations peoples, people with a disability, veterans, people who may identify as neurodiverse, and of course, women. Of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so just to that point, I suppose I wanted to mention, because I know you cover stats often in your podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the stats that I read recently is only 31% of the current digital workforce in Australia identify as women. Yeah. Um, that's something that's come from the Australian Computer Society's yearly digital pulse survey. Um, so it obviously how it highlights um, a need for our team to work to change the dial on that number. Yeah, yeah, which um, mm-hmm. clearly I would be on board with. Uh, and those that that know me and, and have heard me talk about this before, digital capability is the area that I am in as well. Um, so I do like that we are two women and we are talking about digital <laughs> capability. Um, but yeah, I certainly notice in our areas, um, actually, funnily enough, my team is I think right now almost solely women, which is awesome. Um, but across yeah. the organization, definitely not as many women as we would like to see in those spaces. So um, yes, I think that's a, a a lofty goal and one that's well worth fighting for. So thank you for doing it. Um yeah. And you mentioned before we started that you there is a website as well that you would love for people to go and visit. So yes. um, I'm going to say that now and then I'll also put it in the show notes so everyone can just click the link and make it easy. Of course. So if you are listening and you have interest, if we piqued your interest in the possibility of a digital career, and I would say obviously Rochelle and I are clear examples that you, you know, you can be a woman and be successful in a digital career. Um, I would recommend 
I would encourage you to visit qld.gov.au backslash start dash digital dash career uh, and you can learn lots more about what we're doing there yeah that sounds exciting I like that um yeah so I will definitely pop that in the show notes so anyone that is in Queensland can click that and have a look even if you're not in Queensland click that and have a look I'm sure there's some good resources there so that's exciting absolutely um Rebecca tell me a little bit more about who you are yeah so I guess I am I would say in the middle of my career Um, and I also happen to be the mother of an absolutely beautiful 15 month old baby boy well not really as much of a baby anymore Mm -hmm. he's very much a toddler these days (laughs) Um, and I would say I've only just recently returned from a fairly like chunky stint of maternity leave I spent 12 months on my maternity leave um, to spend as much time with him as I I could Um, and now I'm back again and I'm working in very much the part-time capacity as a leader which has you know been really interesting as an experience for me because the majority I guess probably since I started my career my my professional career, I would say, I've always been a full-time worker. Um, So it's been really interesting to become a part-time worker and work through all of the challenges that come with that and the opportunities, I would say, as well. Um, Yeah, but um, also being, I guess, part-time as a leader has been really, um, really interesting um, experience to embark on. (laughs) And I'd love to know... um, if you think that the Rebecca before having children uh, and the Rebecca now has a different view on having children. So do you know what I mean? Like often when we're leaders before mm-hmm. we have kids, I was the same, before we have kids, we look at people that are part-time or, oh, you know, I've got to leave early because I've got to pick the kids up. And we're like, why do you get away <laughs> with doing less sort of thing? And then you actually mm-hmm. become a parent. <laughs> Did you have yes. that? I absolutely had that. I actually read an article the other day um, which was focused on this exact experience from a woman who had not been a mum, you know, and there are are different mums. There's people with carer responsibilities. There's all kinds of, you know, personal, I guess, responsibilities that people balance alongside a career. Um, And, yes, certainly in my early like in my pre-mom days um, I have an experience actually where one of my staff at the time said to me oh you know we were in a really busy project and we were right in the heated moment of the project and he said oh I really want to spend a week with my son and my my gut reaction was oh man really I, you know, we've got all this work we need to do. And we really, you know, this guy was amazing. He was just, everyone relied on him so heavily. Um, and I remembered thinking, oh, I, you know, obviously family is important. And, you know, that's very much within my mantra. But I guess, you know, years later now, when I think back, you know, now being a mom and I think back on that experience, I think to myself, oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> how different my response would have been you know being a mom myself yeah Yeah. so I definitely have experienced it and I think I have a newfound respect for all all parents all people who are working to balance those personal responsibilities Mm. um, alongside I guess their careers Mm. 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 I mean 
I was just going to say women in particular have that double load of work often, not always, and thankfully that's changing. Yeah. But that idea of, you know, whether you're working part-time or full-time, whether your partner's working part-time or full-time, you tend to go home to mm-hmm. all of the work to do at home as well. Um, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, it can be pretty exhausting. So, um, yes. Yes, my, me and my girlfriends often talk about the mental load. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and having to, I guess, handle the majority of that mental load on top of, you know, trying to manage returning to the workplace. So very lucky to have had some of my my friends and my mentors come for me in yeah. that space and be able to take some guidance from them to help, you know, uh, me navigate that difficulty. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely something to the role model aspect of it, isn't there? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, being able to see others do it before you makes you feel like it's possible. Um, And I think there's probably still too many women, even with kids who feel like they can't do anything differently than they were before having kids because they've never seen anyone else do it differently. And so you know it feels like oh if I want to keep this career then I've got to work all of the hours and and all of that stuff so um it's great that you've had role models to help you through that path and I'm assuming you are you're passing that on and role modeling to others I hope I am (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but certainly I I had not I'd always considered myself to be a career woman Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until one of one of the friends and um, somewhat mentors and colleagues who I deeply respect herself embarked on becoming a mum. And she showed me that it was possible to balance, you know, both of those goals in life. Um, Yeah. So that's, I guess, why I am where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, Okay. So tell me about... Um, and you may not have one, but I think most of us have some story around what's the biggest hurdle that you feel you had to overcome to get to a leadership role. And this is, I guess I'll, I'll step back a little bit first to, um, just sort of say to anyone listening that isn't in government, a director level role is the step above the middle manager role. Um, so you become a middle manager is normally your first leadership role and then the director level role is the next step up. Um, so just sort of thinking, you know, from that middle manager on, um, what do you feel was your biggest hurdle to get to that level? Mm-hmm. Myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So for me, self-doubt was always there. Um, I always questioned my ability, my, I guess, my capability to be an effective leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, there was always something I always had a lot, was lucky to have always had a lot of inspiration. And I guess, yeah, those role models in my life, um, you know, even from very on when I, early on when I was very young, my dad um, had a very successful career in leadership. And so we would often have conversations, you know, while I was spinning around and around on his seat (laughs) in his (laughs) office (laughs) 
as a young girl, yeah. you know, just about what it meant for him to be a leader and the difficult conversations that he would often have to have. And so it was a really special part of our relationship growing mm. up. And even now he's, he remains a mentor for me. <laughs> um, and I often call on him when I have uh, challenging situations for his advice. Um, but yeah, I would say also lots of other people that I have had in my life and lots of great leaders that I have been able to work with and to emulate and be supported by. Um, but the self-doubt was always niggling and, and, you know, to be honest, sometimes still does, you know, you know, we're all human. <laughs> um, so I guess what I would say is before I started in my first long-term director role, I'd had a few shorter acting stints here and there for people who were taking leave. Um, but I was walking along one of Brisbane's busy streets, you know, I was talking to one of my closest friends about you know, my doubts and my concerns and do I have the information that is needed? Do I have experience? And I remember him saying to me, you know, there's a name for this, what you're saying right now, Rebecca, and it's called imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it was a really lovely compliment for him to give me. And yeah. also I think what I needed to wake up to myself a little bit and to recognise my strengths and play to my strengths um, and, you know, just a little bit get in there and, fake it till you make it a little bit you yeah know? yeah yeah interesting um, I think I think that power of labeling things sometimes really does help mm-hmm. um, and I know mm-hmm. with imposter syndrome it's it's such a tricky thing because we all think I know what imposter syndrome is, but mine's real. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> not good enough. It's not imposter syndrome. I'm really not good enough. Um, and it, it is really helpful for someone else to point out to you, no, actually you are good enough. It's just you. <laughs> you don't think you are. I, yes, absolutely. It really is. And, and you know, now whenever I speak with people and especially women, because I find that this does tend to be something that women experience often more often than men Mm -hmm. Um, my response is always the fact that you care and that you have this great level of concern is exactly one of the reasons that you should be in that role (laughs) yeah I like that I really like Mm. yeah I do there is a level I think um there's a book or something about why do why do mediocre men why are all the leaders mediocre men or something like that Um, (laughs) and it is this idea that they step in with inflated confidence often and um and therefore like they don't actually live up to their own expectations but they're also overconfident and not willing to listen to other people whereas if we go in uh with that you know okay yes I'm scared I I doubt myself a bit however I'm gonna do it anyway and I can listen and people can help me and you know we we, as women we tend to get that village around us to help us out as well which I think is a really strong thing for for us to do as women um so yeah Mm -hmm. that's such an interesting um lesson and what a great friend to point that out to you Mm -hmm. absolutely So, yeah, I guess how did I get through that? I mean, I guess it was a lot of self-reflection surrounding myself with that village that you just spoke about Um, and, and, 
leveraging, you know, reaching out to those mentors and that support all the way through to, you know, my mom and my dad, as I mentioned, yeah. um, to act as that sounding board and just to help me through those, those challenging moments. Yeah. Um, but I would say, you know, a lot of the time you can, you can do all of the reading, you can do all of the courses, but I really believe in the 80, 20, 10 mix of skills development, that 80% of the skills that you need to learn are by doing. Yes. getting in there and actually you know becoming a leader yes. and where I'm, I'm I'm still doing I do it every day mm-hmm. you know and I know that everyone that also identifies as a leader in my group and in my mentorship are also very much learning every single day so yeah it's yeah. a it's a life journey Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah for sure uh, yeah um uh, one of the things that I that I teach on is this idea of of being a leader not doing leadership and I think that's what Mm. you're talking about it's it's stepping into who you're being as a leader and then doing the things but you you, you're doing um to learn but you're being Mm. that's that's how Mm. you show up um and really you know that helps you do the doing is is by showing up as the leader already um awesome okay the thing you wish you knew before you got into leadership is there anything that stands out for you that you think oh why didn't someone tell me this earlier (laughs) um well I think what I just mentioned about the getting in and and being the Mm -hmm. leader Mm -hmm. um is certainly a reflection I have had in you know more recent times uh but I think also and maybe not, I wish someone told me, because a lot of this you have to kind of just live through and learn from. Um, but I feel like there's a huge importance in the people that you have in your life and as a part of your life. And it's really important that you f- surround yourself with the sort of people who you aspire to be. Yes. Um, because they will, it's amazing, you know, they will just naturally lift you and inspire you to be your best you Um, and I think also the importance of catching what I call waves of professional support so throughout my career I have um, I guess identified the leaders that I have been inspired by or aspired to be like Mm -hmm. um, and wherever possible I've been lucky enough that a lot of the leaders who I've just through happenstance reported to have happened to also be leaders that I've been inspired by so that's definitely helped me on my journey Um, but I would say if you find those people um, that you wish to be like in whatever capacity you can to reach out to them to spend time with them to support them and then in turn they they will support you you know you find those those waves of professional support that help you Um, whether it's through mentoring or through um, references um, to step into experiences that take you to your next step in leadership. Um, So I think, yeah, find leaders that you aspire to be like, recognise their leadership qualities, work with them. I love to, I love people. So I'm fascinated with them. And I, I love to work out what makes them tick and to try to help 
particularly I you know all the staff that have reported to me I'm always all about where do you what do you want to learn what can we do to help you get the experience that you want and you know sometimes they're very happy and they want to become specialists in the role that they have and that in itself is an element of leadership if you can be a specialist um, you have incredible leadership potential um, and then I guess you also have the option where you want to become more of a generalist and more of a people leader mm-hmm. And so I love to, to find, find that. And, and as part of that process, I inevitably will find something about the people that I talk to that inspires me, usually more than one thing. <laughs> and I find myself kind of curating and bringing those aspects that I admire about others into my leadership style. So I'm always adapting, you know, to the lessons that I learn from others. And I kind of figure that I'm a sort of, Frankenstein leader I guess <laughs> in that respect I like it your description um I, it's yeah. fascinating to me like so you're you're definitely speaking my language so um you know I often talk about being obsessed with with people and how they tick and I did psychology at uni because that was what interested me not because I wanted to be a psychologist but I just like I have this insatiable knowledge thirst around what on earth like we are so weird (laughs) as a race Mm -hmm. like what makes us tick it's fascinating to me so I think like it's so interesting that both of us are in a digital role and fully people focused um Mm -hmm. and I I think that's amazing to be honest so yeah that's Mm -hmm. awesome um so and maybe you've really touched on this already but is there anything that you absolutely love about being a leader I think it's helping helping other people, being part of a team, achieving something amazing yeah. and helping those people to become, to go where they want to be. And often maybe where they don't quite see themselves going, but over time, you know, naturally they begin to build their own self-confidence. And I think, you know, as time goes on, you know, as a leader, you see the people who, you have led in the past and maybe somehow have still ongoing friendships or mentorships with, and you see them really knocking it out of the park, you know, and that means a lot of different things for different people. So it can mean climbing the ladder to finding a better work-life balance so that they can, you know, I guess, balance their personal commitments with their professional ones all the way through to being really brave and stepping out and trying all new industries where they might have been working in one, you know, business for decades. Yeah. And they think, no, I'm going to step out and try something new. I I had a a lady that I was speaking to recently who decided she was going to open a graphic design business Mm -hmm. and she's left a long-term, you know, career in government to do that. And Mm -hmm. I just, I'm so inspired by people like that, you know, so that's, it's just yeah lovely to be a part of those people's lives and to watch them grow and develop and learn about themselves yes and I think it's really nice to know that your leadership journey it's not going to look like a straight line you know you're going to have really squiggly bits and twists and turns and you know that whole life's what happens while we're busy making plans right (laughs) (laughs) So I think, yeah, it's important to, and certainly more recently for me, 
to be ready for those changes in your life where your career might take a different priority to the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and be okay with that. I think, you know, a lot of us have that self-determination. We feel like we've got to always be, you know, I know you spoke about it in an earlier podcast of yours, the need to always be on and working. And if you're not, and you said something about, you know, you were watching Netflix and you had guilt and you had to <laughs> try to find something to do to feel worthy, I think yes. was the word that you that's used. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, that's a challenge for a lot of, and really resonated with me when you mentioned that yeah. um, because it's, often in your life other things take priority and I think it's okay um, to to acknowledge that and to support that mm, mm, mm. that's great and yeah and and to understand that you're worthy even then like you're worthy you're just mm. worthy it's not there's mm. no need to prove it whatever you do you are worthy um and I, it's hard to get there it's not it's not an yes. easy thing yeah it takes a lot of work Absolutely. yeah that's awesome um okay this is this is the last sort of question for the day mm. and again this may not work for you but uh as a leader <laughs> Do you have like a mantra that you live by? Do you sort of have one of those phrases that you often find yourself repeating? <laughs> so I would say if you spoke with, with any of the teams that I've worked with over my career, mm-hmm. um, I, I always say nothing is ever as important as your health and your family. And so that is something that I very much stand by and support my team and try to embody in my own <laughs> leadership, yes. which I'm sometimes guilty of not demonstrating. <laughs> yeah. um, but again, we're all we're all working on ourselves, aren't we? Okay. So, yeah. But that would be the the mantra I live by with my team. And I guess for myself, I think I always focus that every one of us is learning every day. Mm. So. Stay curious, be compassionate to others. You're, you're human yourself, so others are allowed to be human as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and stay humble. Yeah. Be a lifelong learner. Be, be ready to, you know, learn from those experiences and, and take them as um, lessons. Mm. 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 I love that so much. Um, just one thing to add in there is something that I've really been focused on myself in the last probably 12 months now is uh, to, to get into, I guess, the integrity um, is to role model what I'm saying. And so for me, like the same thing, right? It's easier to tell other people to put their health and family first than it is to tell mm. ourselves. And so I know as women, we will do things for others more than we will do them mm. for ourselves. And so for me to get into that mindset, I've had to say, okay, you are a role model now. So you must do what you are telling others to do because otherwise they're going to look at you and they're going to go yeah she's saying it but she doesn't mean it so I'm I can't Mm -hmm. do it either um so I'm really Mm -hmm. strong now if I'm sick I'm I'm sick like I'm Mm -hmm. I still sort of say to them we're still adults we get to decide how sick Mm -hmm. we are 
Um, but if I'm genuinely sick, I'm I'm like, sorry, guys. Or if I'm on holiday, I'm not checking emails unless someone's dying. <laughs> you can text me. Otherwise, I'm not. I'm not. Here. <laughs> um, and that's you know, like it's the only thing that worked for me was doing it for other people and not mm. for myself. So I don't mm, know. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that attitude of yeah, your role modeling and the importance of doing as you say. <laughs> I, we forget how much people are watching us, I think, um, but they really are. And I and I know, you know, I've done it myself. I've I've had leaders go, no, no, you're sick. You know, make sure you you take care of yourself. And at the same time, I'm sick and I'm here. And I'm like, oh, mm. no, that means I've got to be here too and I'm really not well <laughs> and I really don't want to be. So uh, I think it's, you know, I've learned through watching others that, no, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to, yeah, stand mm. up for my people by difficultly standing up for me <laughs> it's tricky good on you it's yeah. great <laughs> um okay thank you so much that's there's so much to take away from from this discussion I really enjoyed it is there any last thing that you want to say to um you know what the the woman listening so either they're aspiring to get into a leadership role or they're in a leadership role looking to get to the next level one anything else that mm-hmm. you want them to know Something I guess that springs to mind when you ask that question is um, I, I recently took a step in my own career, um, which was a, a hard one to do, a brave one to do. And I remember at the time my boss said to me, uh, who herself is a woman, said, we, we are the ones that will lead our own career. We are in charge of leading that journey. So I would say, don't wait. You know, don't wait for the opportunities to come to you. Do the work, spend the time, think about where it is you want to be. Um, and, you know, as we said before, that doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, the leader of the entire company. Leadership comes in so many forms. Um, and I think once you once you set those goals for yourself, um, yeah, keep yourself to account Yeah, and check in regularly you know, maybe set yourself a reminder in your calendar every two, three months to check in and just say, Rochelle, what were your goals? <laughs> Are you still on track? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because life happens. Oh. Time flies, yes. you know, more than ever these days. Yes. So I think the more we can remind ourselves of the importance of having those check-ins, mm. um, the the better it will be for for us and for our families and for our teams. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. I love that. I, yeah, I think um, we often forget that, right, that that when we're holding ourselves back or allowing ourselves to be held back, we're also doing a disservice to the people that we could be leading that, um, mm. you know, might not have a great leader right now. And if you are a caring um, you know, inspiring woman who's ready to learn and be in integrity, then they need you. So again, we, we often do more for others than we do for ourselves. So, you know, <laughs> get get going for others as well as for yourself. Um, there's, there's no time like now. So get started, <laughs> get started. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I appreciate you so much for joining us. Um, and uh, yeah. Thank you. That's it.
You're so welcome. And thanks, Rochelle. I love what you're doing on this show for, you know, inspiring and um, offering these, these tidbits of, you know, gold for those aspiring and currently in their leadership journey. And I am uh, an avid listener myself and I look forward to many more to come. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks for joining Rebecca and I this week. We covered a lot of things in our conversation. We talked about being a leader as a part-time worker with our young baby. We talked about imposter syndrome, looking for leaders you aspire to be like and getting joy out of helping others as a leader. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you want to continue the conversation about any of these topics, why not join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group? You'll find the link in the show notes, along with the link Rebecca shared regarding starting a digital career. If you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you will know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others find the show too. And I would really appreciate it. Don't forget, if this is your first time listening, you should be subscribing as well. Until next week, continue to lead the way her way.